0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family.
1: VGW Group, no purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Seeking Witchcraft. It's me, Ashley, and today we're going to be talking about some basic instructions, if you want to call them, of how to get started in the wonderful world of witchcraft and Wicca woo. (laughs) Um, but before I go ahead and get started and before I talk a little bit more about what we're actually going to be doing, I have a few administrative things I want to announce and I just want to get them out of the way. So I'll go ahead and start with that. Um, so the first thing is first, I have created a Facebook page, so it's just called Seeking Witchcraft. Um, all I really post in there, to be honest, is just memes. (laughs) There's occasionally, I mean, I'll post my episode titles on there and like the links and I'll also post when, um, New things are going to be coming out, but it's pretty much just a bunch of witchy memes. So if you are a meme person like me, go ahead and check it out. Again, it's just called Seeking Witchcraft. As always, I do have a Twitter. It's at Seek Witchcraft. And then I have an Instagram, which is Seeking Witchcraft, all just one word. You know, if you guys have a moment, feel free to follow and send me a message. And just know if you do send me a message, I do try to reply to everyone who messages me. In fact, I think I have responded to literally everybody who has messaged me so far. Um, so yeah, that's uh, one thing. The next administrative thing I want to say is that I feel so honored to say this, but I was given the opportunity be- opportunity to be interviewed by three different podcasts during the month of October, which is really, really awesome, guys. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Um, All the interviews are posted right now. They are live, so you can listen to them now. Um, In order of how they were posted, I was interviewed by Conspiracy Theoryology, where we spoke a little bit about my journey and just the witchy life. Um, I also had an interview with Winos, um, which is spelled W-I-N-E-A-U-X-S where um, we talked a little bit about my past and just other topics in witchcraft. And then the final interview that got posted was by The BS Detox, where we talked about witchcraft and misconceptions and, you know, just witchy things (laughs) Uh, i really really enjoyed being part of all three interviews so if you're looking to hear me talk a little bit more about witchcraft other than what's already on this podcast i definitely recommend checking them out and thank you to the hosts that invited me like i really had a great time with that so again that is the bs detox winos and conspiracy theoryology Okay. And then one more administrative thing that I, then I promise we'll start. All right. So with that out of the way, uh, we're going to go ahead with the topic on hand for today. And that is how to be a witch. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to have some disclaimers in this. So just bear with me. Um, but we'll go ahead and just start. So while I've definitely given recommendations on just how to do witchcraft, or how to be involved in witchy stuff in the past, such as giving different book suggestions, or how to meditate, or just telling you to meditate, (laughs) I figured it might actually be good to have an episode that focuses on a general guideline of how to be a witch, quote unquote. Um, or just how to actually get involved. So kind of like a step-by-step process of things that you can do in the witchy world. Um, now keep in mind, this is completely subjective to my opinion. Um, you could literally just do one spell and call yourself a witch, but that's really not the focus I'm going here. The audience that this episode is really aimed for is someone who's trying to get involved in the witchy life as an actual way of living and, you know, or just being, Um, And again, this is all completely (laughs) based off of my personal opinion. It's no way reflective of the tradition that I follow. Also, I don't think you need to be doing all of these steps in order to be a witch, but I'm one of those people that sometimes I just want somebody to sit me down and be like, do this, 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 and this. And I know there's probably a lot of other people listening out there who have that same idea. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of give you a general guideline of some things you can do to start building up your practice. But By no means does it do I think you have to do these things in this order in order to become a witch. This is just kind of like an example of things you can do to start being more involved. Also, sorry, my cat's meowing at me in the background (laughs) if you hear that. All right, um... So you may find that some of the steps I'm going to tell you guys work for you while others don't, and that is completely okay. <laughs> one of the greatest things about being a witch is that it's all part of your own journey, and you're not—you're really the only one who can call the shots and determine if particular things work for you or not. Um, this is also gonna be a two part series, and the reason for that is that I wanted to dedicate a good amount of time towards the steps that I'm gonna tell you guys. I didn't want to rush through just to get everything into one episode. So I apologize in advance. It's two parts. I know that can kind of be a tease, I guess you can say. <laughs> um I don't mean it to be like that when I was getting my notes all together.. Um, I got it about halfway through, and I said, "Oh man, like if I do anything else, I'm gonna be cramming it. I'm not gonna be able to go into as much details I really would have liked." So, uh, I'm doing this for you guys. I promise. <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, mess up the the uh, amount of details. So, all right, with that major disclaimer, here we go. <laughs> So there are definitely a few things that you should do as a beginner, and that's really what this episode is going to focus on. The first step is to read. Um, And you'll hear me say this all the time, but listen, guys, if you want to be involved in witchcraft, you know, doing is doing the action, I think is so important, but you have to understand what you're doing and you have to read. Sometimes you don't want to read all the books (laughs) because reading books about witchcraft seems like it'll be cool, but then when you're like five books in, you're kind of, you know, it can be a little tedious sometimes, but you have to read to learn. Reading is knowledge. (laughs) I would recommend reading at least one book that's solely about witchcraft and another book that's about Wicca. And I don't necessarily mean like Wiccan spell book or witch spell book or witch rituals or something. I mean books that actually walk you through witchcraft. So things that are talking about what a circle is, how a ritual takes place, the basics of spell casting, energy work, and etc. I've mentioned these books before, but I really, really do recommend them. For a book that's solely on witchcraft, I, I well, there could be a little bit of Wicca thrown in there, but but it's mostly witchcraft. <laughs> Sky Alexander's modern guide to witchcraft is great. It's the one that's like the mostly all blue cover. Um, you can get it off Amazon, just like pretty much everything else. But you know, I bought mine off Amazon. <laughs> um, yeah. Then for Wicca which I'm going to talk about in a second. But Wicca, for The Solitary Practitioner by Scott Cunningham is seriously, guys, like the go-to book for Wicca. If you're trying to learn the basics, cannot recommend that one enough. Absolutely read that one. Um, But you can't really go wrong with either of these books. doesn't necessarily matter which one you read first if you do get both of them. Um, Whichever one you can get first is whatever I'd say to do. Okay, so for those who are iffy about Wicca... Because Wicca is a religion. (laughs) You might be thinking, you know, like I just want to do witchcraft. Like I'm not really into this whole religious thing, this whole Wicca thing. Um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend against reading books on Wicca, and I have a whole thing I'm going to go into about that. Uh, The biggest thing is. Because Wicca and witchcraft do tend to intertwine so deeply, it's not a bad idea to start having an idea of what at least, like, the Wiccan beliefs and practices are. That way, when you do come across something that references both, you can kind of see where, like, the Wiccan elements play into fact here and where the witchcraft aspects are, and you actually might be really surprised at how interested or, honestly, how uninterested you are in Wicca. <laughs> um you know it's one of those things that you might not be really looking for a religious you know side of witchcraft <laughs> um, So as a side note, uh, I know a lot of people may feel some way about re- or Wicca as a religion just due to the fact that you know it is a religion you might be just wanting to do witchcraft you don't want to change your religion or you don't want to become a religious or maybe you had a bad experience or just not really any memorable experience as a religion and it's not something that you feel like you want to do. That is completely and totally valid. Um, but I'm just going to talk about my experience with it. So as you guys all know, I joined a training group for an outer court for Gardnerian Coven. Um, I didn't really know too much about what Gardnerian was. <laughs> um, I was kind of just like, oh, I want to do witchcraft with people. That sounds cool. Like, yeah, let me join. Whatever. Cool. Didn't even really know what Gardnerian was, to be completely honest with you. I really lucked out with this. Um, but yeah. Yeah. When I joined a group that was about Wicca, I honestly knew barely anything. (laughs) You know, I didn't even really think, like, oh, yeah, they're a Wiccan group. Like, you know, I just want to meet other witches and do magic on the weekends. I I really didn't approach my training group as being part of a religious change, even though, you know, it was. (laughs) It was about Wicca. Um, But for me, honestly, it just felt like so natural and so right that I barely question the religious aspect of it until quite a ways in. Um, my only defining thought that I can even honestly remember about like, oh, I guess I'm changing religions is like I remember I was talking to some friends and I was like, oh well, you know, if there's a God, like, well why wouldn't you know, or why couldn't there be a goddess? Like there's polarity, like, yeah, I mean, I guess there could be a goddess as well. <laughs> and I remember kind of struggling with that for a bit and like I don't really know what happened, but just now I'm just like, oh, hell yeah, there's a goddess. Like, of course. Um, I don't really question it. But yeah, um, you know, it wasn't until I was at the very end of my training (laughs) that I was kind of just like, oh, man, like, I guess I can't call myself Catholic anymore. Um, I'm definitely not Catholic, and I'm definitely following the Wiccan path. (laughs) Um, And I mean, not that I had really ever identified with the Catholic lifestyle, uh, you know, in quite some times. But, like, when people would ask me my religious background, I'd always say, like, oh, I was raised Catholic, but, you know, I haven't gone to church in a while. Or, like, you know, if I was on a dating app or something, I'd always put Catholic on my profile, even though I really didn't resonate with it. You know, I was in, like, somewhat of a limbo with religion. I didn't really know what I was. I didn't really care either. You know, I, I, I believed in a god and like I remember I had a couple moments where I was like oh you know I guess it'd be cool to like get a little bit more involved in my spirituality but like the idea of going to church and hearing somebody preach to me was not <laughs> something I wanted to do at all um so I don't know I I think that's why when I got into Wicca it was such a natural and gentle transition for me because nobody forced any beliefs down my throat um And again, it wasn't even until I was so far along in my training, I even realized, oh, hey, I'm changing my religion. I'm not just doing witchcraft. (laughs) So yeah, um, you know, there, there's not a Bible in Wicca. There aren't any hard pressed yeses or nos. You know, I knew I believed in divinity and being able to be involved in a Wiccan group was a gentle way of exploring that aspect. Um, and I didn't even realize how much I'd actually been eating up Wicca <laughs> until the very end. Um, but yeah, anyway, I'm definitely going off on a tangent now. <laughs> my bad. Um, my point is with Wicca and reading about it is that you may be surprised. It's not a bad idea to learn about Wicca if you're learning witchcraft just to understand the two as differing from each other um, because they are different, uh, but they do intertwine. But just to kind of cement that difference. Um, you know, you, the other part of it too, you may be coming into this thinking, oh, I definitely want to change religions. I definitely want to be Wiccan. Because in your mind, it might not be as easy to see the separation between witchcraft and Wicca. But you might actually find that Wicca isn't something that resonates with you as much as you might have thought it was. It would. But maybe witchcraft is still good for you. <laughs> so yeah, don't skimp on reading about Wicca if you are interested in that. But if you... I don't know have this hard no in your mind i mean don't force yourself to read something you are sure you're not going to be interested in either um yeah so i'd recommend read both <laughs> you might be surprised okay so once you have somewhat of a background of understanding magic and witchcraft and wicca you probably will want to go full force and jump into your first spell and you know do all the things i don't necessarily think that's a bad thing but I would hold off for a bit until you master, or not even master, but just get experience with a couple other things first. And the three things that I am going to talk about today um, in regards to this is meditation, energy work, and visualization. Now, before you turn this off, just hear me out. <laughs> I know these are things that people talk about all the time, um, but just Listen. Um, I'm gonna talk cover these three topics, um, but there are a couple other things that go in line with these three aspects, and I'm gonna continue that discussion in the next episode. Um, so I'm gonna first start with meditation. <laughs> Everybody knows what meditation is. You know, you might be a master meditation, or you might not have ever really tried it, or you might not really want to try it. Um, I will be the first to tell you that I sucked <laughs> meditation. Really, really really, really, I was not great. I hated the idea of sitting on a ground and like, you know, just sitting there doing nothing when I had a million other things I could do in my mind. Um, but I was like, oh man, you know, I realized like meditation is really intertwined with witchcraft, whether you want to believe that or not. Um, so I just had to force myself to do it. (laughs) And, uh, um, I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'm much better now than I ever was, but I absolutely still have days where it's hard to get out of my own head. But the difference is that I'm still continuing to practice and I'm not getting discouraged by meditation, you know, like I would the first couple of times. Because when I was younger, I used to read about meditation, people have out-of-body experiences and this and that. So it's kind of, I don't know, looking forward to that, even though I knew it wasn't going to happen. And uh, I was right, it never happened when I was first starting out. Um, But I had some really cool meditation experiences that I guess, I don't know, maybe that helps of why I'm still like, I don't get discouraged because I know that there can be more with it. But, you know, some of my best meditations have happened on days where I really didn't even want to do it. And then I end up being really surprised at what happens. (laughs) So definitely meditate, start to meditate, especially if you're starting out. You don't need to go a long time. You could just do five to 10 minutes. You know, I think everybody can get five minutes out of your day. And if five minutes seems like it might be too short, believe me, when you are meditating for the first time, five minutes can not feel like a short amount of time. It can sometimes feel like a very long amount of time. But yes, meditate. This is a really, really great way to learn how to clear your mind, get yourself in a witchy mindset, which we'll talk about in a sec, and learn how to devote all of your thoughts and energy towards one thing. Okay. The witchy mindset. (laughs) Uh, This might sound familiar to some of you. Uh, Arlie actually touched upon this on one of the episodes that she was on. I think it was the interview with a Garnerian HP and HPS. Um, Arlie is a Garnerian high priestess. Um, But I believe she spoke about this when she talked about journaling. Um, Yes. So we had a conversation about how it's important to journal when you're going through witchcraft journey because you can document what works and what doesn't work for you. So for example, um, you know, over time, you may find that you have stronger meditations during waxing crescent moon phases, or I don't know, you're able to focus more during rituals if you're burning a certain type of incense or listening to a particular playlist or wearing a certain garment or whatever. Um, (laughs) So meditation is a way to prepare yourself to get into this witchy mindset, Um, If you're casting a spell, you want to be fully present and in the moment with clear intentions and focus. You don't want to half-ass something you're asking the universe or the gods to assist you with. Okay, you want to be very clear in your attention, clear in your focus. Because, listen, if you're half-assing it, they're going to know. And they're probably either going to be like, really, dude? (laughs) Or it might come true and it might not uh, end up that great. So definitely meditate. Meditate practice on being able to clear your mind and that's going to help you also shed away some of the thoughts in your mundane life or mundane self in order to have complete focus on what you're trying to do. So what I mean by mundane life, if you're trying to do a ritual and you're trying to clear your mind or if you're trying to not meditate, you know, you might be in the middle of casting a circle and all of a sudden you start thinking about, oh my gosh, I have a paper that's due for my science class or oh man, I have that report I have to do for work or oh, I didn't do my (laughs) timesheet, you know, or oh my gosh, I have to go grocery shopping. Your mundane self is something that you want to try to get away from when you are doing witchy things because you want to be clear and in the moment. And by being able to meditate and being able to focus, that's going to help you out. Because if you're about to do some magic, you should always have a couple minutes beforehand where you you know, clear your mind, center yourself, take a couple deep breaths until you feel ready, because this is a form of meditation and clearing your mind. And you want to make sure that you're actually able to have, you know, you don't need to be an expert on that skill, but you actually need to get your feet wet with it so that when the time comes and you do need to do it, it's not so daunting. (laughs) It's something that you're able to do easily. This then ties into the next thing that you should practice, which is visualization. And I mean, duh, like, (laughs) how can you expect your spell to come true if you can't even visualize it happening in your head, you know? I mean, I'm sure most people are thinking the, of course, you know, oh, I can visualize things in my head, you know, I can think of my cat or like what the house I grew up in or a shape or a color or person or place. You know, that's fine. I could do that too. But can you visualize a made up color? Or what about a fruit or vegetable that isn't real? Or what about a person you've never seen in your life and you just create a person in your head? Um, Or just anything that's, or I don't know, something that's real, but it's different, such as a, I don't know, neon purple banana. (laughs) It's possible, sure. But, you know, you might have to hesitate for a moment at first to kind of come up with that image in your mind. So you want to practice visualization. It is so incredibly important for witchcraft (laughs) and even for things um, such as guided meditation. So this kind of goes back to each other. And ironically, (laughs) the way I was able to ease myself into full-blown meditations was by listening to a bunch of guided meditations or path workings online. Um, So there's a ton on YouTube, like walking into the forest, meeting your spirit guide, you know, this and that. <laughs> so if you just type in like pagan meditation, Wiccan meditation, witch meditation, or path working, or whatever, you'll definitely have some good ones come up. I highly recommend doing this. Um, I like the idea of the guided meditations, the path workings together, um, or well, yeah, I mean, they are together, visualization meditation, because it kind of gave my mind something to focus on. And there's usually times in the beginning or the end where you do just clear your mind. They're not talking or anything. Um, so it's a great way to ease yourself into this. Okay. The next thing I would say is to practice working with energy. I've definitely touched upon this before by talking about side balls. Um, those are like little balls you can make with your hands where you can feel the energy pulsing between your palms. It's really hard (laughs) to explain uh, how to do this over a podcast, unfortunately. So if you want to look more into this, like maybe watch a video, um, it's spelled p s i balls um if you are having or if you have trouble feeling energy just regularly um or just by trying to do this some people also rub their hands together really fast um, and then they pull them apart and try to make the ball that way and they'll feel it more once they do this um again it's really hard to explain over this platform if i can't show you in person um so i definitely recommend looking it up but let's say you have looked it up, or you know what I'm talking about, and you're having trouble creating this eyeball. Uh, p- personally, I used to practice this and do this a lot as a teenager, so I have absolutely no problem making one now. And it's funny, the more I get to my witchcraft journey, it's like, oh, I can instantly make one. Before, as a teenager, I used to sit for, like, hours and try to do it. Um, I used to have to spend so long practicing this before it finally happened. Um. Anyway, um, you can raise and feel energy in other ways aside from a side ball. <laughs> So you can dance around, you could do yoga or even things like Tai Chi, which is I think, how you pronounce it, um, can help you feel the energy moves throughout your body. Sometimes it might feel really tingly or it could be warm and pulses. So for me, like when I do side balls, um, I feel it as a pulsing energy. Uh, I actually did do, um, a workshop that was a Tai Chi class. And for that one, it was very tingly. Um, but yeah, so sometimes it's tingly, it's warm pulses, but it's different than the feeling of your heartbeat or your blood flow through your body. It's it's a physical feeling that when I do the ball, I mean, I can move one hand and I can feel the other hand like being pressed up against the energy It's very interesting. <laughs> but yeah, I so I took the Tai Chi class and it was, or that's similar to it. And I was able to feel this energy tingling throughout my entire body, which was a really, really cool experience, especially because I had absolutely no expe- expectations when I went into this. Um, but the ability to feel the energy was super present. So you might be wondering, why is energy important anyway? Or, you know, maybe you hear people talking about energy and you're not really sure what to do with that. So here we go. If you're casting a spell, you want to rage energy to give your spell a push. And this is the example I'm going to give for this. Think of your spell as if, you know, you're driving along and you decide to go to the bank and you go to the drive-up teller. You know, your spell is like whatever information you're trying to put in the capsule, so like the little envelope. So yeah, so you put your envelope in the little capsule and you can talk to the banker on the other side through the microphone But until the energy of the vacuum actually engages and pulls up the capsule into the bank, nothing's going to (laughs) happen. I mean, sure, you can definitely scream your request to the teller without the vacuum and they'll probably hear you, but it might be able to help you out. But it's not going to be as efficient without your information going or being pushed through the pipeline and sent to them. So being able to send this energy out with your request is very important. And just as a side note, you can work with elemental energy too if you're having trouble raising it on your own. So what I mean by this is, you know, you can burn your paper with heat energy or, you know, a flame. (laughs) Or you can use the energy of running water to cast a physical object away from you or to disintegrate it. You can blow things into the wind or even bury things in the ground to be reabsorbed by the earth. It's little nuances like that. Being able to like not only work with energy, but to just identify different types around you. And it's little things like this that's so crucial to performing and being performing witchcraft and just being part of this witchy life. And, you know, not to get all elemental on you guys, (laughs) but the elements are really awesome. Um, You know, all of them can help you, but they can also harm you. So for example, you can be warmed or burned by fire or cooled down or swept away from air. Um, so just keep in mind, if you are trying to work with elemental energy, please associate the power that's associated, or please appreciate the power that's associated with it. Um, it's, you know, definitely want to respect the elements that you're trying to be involved with. Okay. But yeah, so that's all I'm going to present for this episode. Again, I really just want to make sure that I wasn't cramming everything into one, um but yeah it's super super important to get your feet wet with, with meditation visualization energy work and I hope that in the time between this episode and the next that you're be actually able to practice all of these techniques I promise that the buildup to actually performing magic is part of the experience itself. (laughs) So don't feel like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I can't wait. You know, and if you're feeling anxious like that, you know, meditate. It's good. (laughs) But yeah, so next time I'm going to be talking about the next steps to actually casting a circle, constructing and performing a spell, closing a circle and disposing of your spell materials. And... You know, if you work on the things I talked about in this episode, then by the next episode, you should be ready for part two. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hope to get that episode out soon, hopefully within a week or two, but most likely before Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, so as always, you can follow me on my social media pages to find out what I'm up to and where the status of things are. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I also just want to give one more shout out to the BSD Talks, Winos, and Conspiracy Theoryology for having me on your show as a special guest. Thank you guys. But yeah, if you want to hear more about Seeking Witchcraft and witchy stuff, definitely check out my interview on their podcast. All right, everyone, that is it for today. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day or evening, and I will speak with you all very, very soon. Good luck with your practice of those three topics. (laughs) Goodbye.
0: Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse with family